what's become clear is like, okay, well, I know that I just want to present myself with integrity and, you know, stand by my morals, stand by everything that I stand by and, you know, present that to the world. And if that doesn't line up with them, that's too bad. Like, that's, um, this is me. Hi, my name is Manola Sakaida, and this is episode eight of Art and Conversation. MLE Toyota was 19 when they first played with their band during Seattle Sound Off, a local 21 and under battle of the bands. It was the first time that they'd ever brought their music to the public, something they'd wanted to do for a while, but hadn't really thought of as a serious thing, especially because they saw their music as a hobby and not really a career. But after that, it stuck. When they realized that this was the direction that life was calling them to go, Emma dropped out of college to make it happen. It's definitely not always easy. Emma says they're still figuring out a lot about the way they want their life to look. But the songs in their newest EP, I Don't Wanna Play Your Show, are declarative all the same. They told me about the angry energy behind some of their newer songs, spurred in part by our current political climate and as a way of just saying, here I am and this is who I am. Emma talked to me about getting into music at a young age, creating a non-binary artist collective and their latest EP, I Don't Want to Play Your Show. From like eighth grade, I went to my first sound off just as like a part or audience person and fell in love with it because it was like, wow, all these bands are under 21. They're all from the Northwest, just like me, and they're doing it. They're like playing in the EMP like this is big time um so I knew that I wanted to do it eventually but I just I had a hard time working up the courage to like actually put in the application and like fill out the forms and do all that so it took me till graduating high school and then I was a freshman in college at the time and I was just like all right let's just do it and see what happens and then I got in so I was like oh okay I guess we're doing it now (laughs) um and they just like give you so many like resources and like I don't know mentors to like help you and like you know give you press photos and write a bio for you and all that good stuff so yeah it kind of gave me that push to like start taking it more seriously now that they were giving me the tools to like I don't know hone it Mm-hmm. Um, but you knew in like eighth grade that that was something you wanted to do I guess I didn't know if I I think I didn't like <laughs> super recognize it but like it was very inspiring and it was probably probably the start of that like oh I, that is what I want to do it was definitely like more of a hobby for a while um, but I think school always came first and like work besides that um since like with the family restaurant it was like always working since I was like super young (laughs) (laughs) what did you do just like delivering checks and like I don't know of bringing soup and salad drink orders whatever they could like you know get away with me doing they're just like you want to do this and I'd be like yeah super gung-ho about it and people would be like wow they seem really young to be doing this but like yeah cheaper than the babysitter I guess (laughs) so I guess for sound off I knew that I wanted to have like a fuller sound that wasn't just me with like a guitar um so I just kind of grabbed people from that I knew from high school that had also graduated with me and um a lot of them had also just dropped out of college like I did for sound off or they didn't drop out for sound off but 
dropped out around the same time, same time as I did, um, and were on board for sound off. So <laughs> it really worked out <laughs> in my favor for that. It was a lot of deliberating, and like I remember having like a really hard conversation with my mom about it, where. I don't know, like, she still really wants me to go back to school, and, like, mm. school is, like, a really big deal um, for her and, like, for my grandfather and, like, you know, just the old immigrant story of, like, like we didn't get the chance to get our <laughs> higher education, like, that's why you need to. So that's still a constant. It felt right at the time to just put my all into sound off, and it was kind of nice to have that like as a reason. Like, here's this thing that I like got into. Like, I have reason to like, you know, follow mm -hmm. this. And if you know nothing else, then I'll go back to school eventually if this doesn't pan out. And um, for a year or two after that, I was like in and out of school, like doing part time or taking a class here and there. Um, but it was always like music would be way busier and like require so much more time and energy for me. Um, and it was much more fulfilling than writing an essay and taking finals. <laughs> and it's like, I want to book this tour though. And like, I want to leave and record this album. And like, why am I studying music when I could be like making it right now? Um, was yeah. there a moment of realization when you felt like you were building up from that because you were 19 right mm -hmm. when you did sound up because that's I mean that's a really huge life change from what you thought yeah yeah definitely I feel like it took a while to set in I mean it's still kind of setting in in a way it's like I have a hard time really like acknowledging the fact that like oh I'm a musician like I <laughs> I'm really doing this like this is my full-time job pretty much um but it's just hard to think of it as a job since, like, people don't really, like, see it as one most of the time. And, like, my family mm. kind of doesn't. I don't know. It's, you know, yeah. <sighs> arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you don't have, like, a set schedule, people tend to feel kind of like. Yeah. Eh. yeah. Yeah. A lot of late nights and, like, you know, it's a lot of hanging out at bars and, like, it's a lot of shows situations where yeah it's a lot of socializing is a big part of the job mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and then I was kind of you know listening to some of your music and just listening to your latest EP um I feel like there's a tonal shift in just the lyrics and like I don't know on Sound Me New a lot of the music is kind of more relational and mm -hmm. like a little softer and sad while this new EP is like, you're being really upfront about how you're feeling. Um, and you, you're being kind of mad even, you know? Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> where was, where did that shift come from? Yeah. Um, I guess the political climate, I think, had a big part to do with it. And also, like, coming to terms with my gender, coming to terms with sexuality, um, and just, you know, feeling that kind of pressure from the outside in terms of like being tokenized on bills and like kind of getting thrown on these bills as an afterthought um with like, oh, like we need somebody yeah like mm. oh we gotta be more diverse um like here let's put this asian american person on this all white cis dude bill okay we fixed it we're not racist um so i was just getting really tired of that and tired of dealing with bookers that weren't really listening to me and you know being condescending like they 
you know, really thinking that I didn't know what I was doing, um, given my age uh, and just like newness, I guess. But yeah, I guess I just got kind of fed up with it all and needed an outlet to voice all of those frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was listening. I feel like over time I've listened to a lot more punk as well. And like with touring more too, you're in these like punk houses. And, you know, I think that kind of urgency and that mentality around just like, I don't know, the ethics around um punk um, <laughs> which sounds really dumb but, um, um, yeah I guess that it all like my environment you know it just really led me to mm-hmm. making that EP yeah and I was just thinking I feel like with other artists that have kind of come to terms or just understood their identity more like while they've already had a career or while they're already pursuing whatever art they're pursuing I mean that must put like an extra pressure just to be like I guess presenting like what you present to the world. Definitely. What what was that like? Just because you seem to have been. I mean, you're figuring it out. Yeah, it's definitely a work out. in yeah. progress. Like I <laughs> haven't figured it out. Like I don't really. I mean, like yeah, it's weird when it's like this is my brand. I guess Emily Toyota, but that's also just me. Like that's my name. <laughs> like it's literally. Um, which see is what you get. I'm a 23-year-old figuring it out, um, (laughs) making mistakes and, you know, trying to grow and trying to learn. Um, But I feel like social media also has turned everything into a whole new different thing as far as, like, blurring the lines between what's personal, what's business. Um, So it's always confusing. I'm still very confused. (laughs) I mean, everything has to be, like, kind of wrapped up in this, like, one image. Yeah, totally. I feel like what's become clear is like, okay, well, I know that I just want to present myself with integrity and, you know, stand by my morals, stand by everything that I stand by and, you know, present that to the world. And if that doesn't line up with them, that's too bad. Like, what's, um, this is me. Um, but then if it does, it's like, okay, great. <laughs> You're on board. <laughs> we got this. We're going. Um, yeah, I don't know. Radical vulnerability. It's kind of <laughs> like, if you're in it, you're in it. If you're not, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then even though, obviously, the band is called Emily Toyota, you do tour with other specific people that you've stayed with for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Now we're kind of in the transitory time of, like, different lineups. Um, but I performed with the same drummer and bass player for a while, Zeke and Kyrie, who I've also known since like fifth and sixth grade. Oh man. So we were just like really longtime friends. Zeke was the first drummer that I played with, like for sound off. So he's he like stuck with me um up until very recently where now he's moving on to the more um personal projects and pursuing that, um, mm-hmm. which is super cool. And I'm super excited for them. Um so I'm doing more solo stuff now. Um but yeah, I feel like I'm always looking to collaborate with like in Vancouver for the next album. It's like a whole array of different musicians from the Vancouver scene. Um, so it's it's nice to have the flexibility to kind of like work with anyone who wants to work with me and still get to, you know, since I'm writing the songs and creating the things, it's nice to kind of keep it under one name. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Uh, and then just going back a little bit to repeat, um, but I was I was just listening to some of the songs like Number 504 and mm-hmm. then the name of the album song, um, I Don't Want to Play Your Show. <laughs> um, and both kind of speak to what you were talking about, just not fitting in certain boxes or certain labels. Um, so, so yeah, is that something that you like yeah could you just tell me a little bit more about I don't know if there's any specific song that you feel like was the thesis on that, but yeah. <laughs> well in my essay I don't want to play your show um yeah I don't, I don't know I guess a lot of those songs um like 504 in particular was when I was like living on my own for the first time in this like little studio and um, kind of figuring out what it really means to like be comfortable with who I am like with myself and not needing to like adhere to anyone else's standards of me or you know try and fit into their mold um, and I guess just holding all the intersections with my identity that I do I think it's really important for me to feel like I can express all of them and be accepted in all of them not just like you know what's acceptable or like you know cherry picked by some broader person I guess that's overlording um, everything (laughs) but yeah I don't know I guess it's just always a constant trying to break out of the boxes um, that Mm. societal and you know all that bullshit tries to push down on you Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Art and Conversation. If you're interested in listening to a little bit more of Emily Tuita's music, you can find a link to their work on our website at fieldsmagazine.com. From Seattle, have a good night and see you next episode.